You did? Yeah. That's pretty cool. You want to sit in the chair and you could be my new co-host? Talk in the microphone. You want to talk in the microphone? My dad has one. He has one what? A microphone? Here, he does. Yeah, and his thing just moves. It moves? Come here, come here. That's come pretty cool. Come here, why don't you, you go sit here? Ready. Come here. Sit here. Go sit in the chair. Well, while they're getting their drink ready. Here. Sit here. Talk. Look at... No, give me a hug. Oh. All right, Robert. Tell here. me who your favorite superhero is. Here. Can you tell me who your favorite is? Flash. Flash? Why is Flash your favorite? Because I'm faster, even faster than him. You're faster than the Flash? That's pretty incredible. Yeah, because when he's here, I'm here, he goes, and he just falls down out of the race. He falls down out of the race. My goodness. Because I use his, because when he, his car goes, the special car just stomps on it. Because it can, guess what it can transform in? What can it transform into? It can, it, it can, it can repaint. Wow. It can repaint. Oh, now something's wrong with the TV. I got to go fix the TV. I'll be right okay. back. Okay. Here, Robert. You want to go upstairs? Yeah. We'll, talk, we'll interview you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, cool, shout out to uh, Rosie Hartz. Um, she is celebrating 20 years of youth ministry at St. Viator's. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, shout out to Rosie. Rosie and I go way back to Prince of Peace days. She's awesome. So, I think that's pretty awesome that she was there for 20 years so far. Yeah, one parish. Well, same parish. That's great. That's putting roots down. Good for you, Rosie. Yeah, that's Isaac jumping up and down there. All right, you want to talk about what we're drinking? Yes. Yeah, um, we could do that part. Sorry. Part. Yes. Um. Here's what we do. So I went to Trader Joe's today to buy basil. <laughs> and he bumped his microphone. Take a drink. So <laughs> I went and I looked, and they always have something that says Trader Joe's whiskey, and there's different kinds. So it's somebody's good whiskey that they threw their label on. Yep. And so we spent $19 on Spree Side Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. So it's an eight-year-old age one. Matured in oak casts. So it's a nice free side that we got. And uh, you probably find it at your local Trader Joe's if you have one in your neighborhood. Yeah. Not bad. I like a spree side. I think they're from the northern part of Scotland. I don't know. I just kept seeing the, the Alistair Duncan. Um, and Alistair is a. Alistair McIntyre is a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> that works at, uh, he's a professor for, professor at Notre Dame, and then I think in ethics. And uh, so I was like, huh. And I know Alistair was the guy from You Can't Do That on Television. Which, which You Can't Do That on Television. you never seen that? Mm-hmm. Oh, you must be too young. Mm-hmm. On Nickelodeon, there was a TV show called You Can't Do That on Television. And they used to do skits and stuff. It was a Canadian show, which I didn't know when I was a kid. Ooh. But it was a Canadian show. Good nod to Canada Day. Yeah, today is Canada Day. So when you guys listen to this in the future, today is Canada Day. The day that three uh, colony English colonies joined together to become what will be <laughs> what will be America's hat. <laughs> Sorry, the earliest. <laughs> so, oh, 
Yeah, so you can't do that on television. It was a show, it was a kid's show, and it had, you know, young actors, you know, maybe up to teenage ages and stuff. And actually star or starred, she on the later episodes, a very young Atlantis Morissette. Oh, really? Yep. I, was, I just heard a song. Her. I was um, headed over to Smith's because I forgot, I was making carbonara and I forgot that we didn't have any spaghetti. So I had to go buy. <laughs> very important. <laughs> yeah, it is. So had to go buy some I get in the car and Alanis Morissette's playing on 94.1 so I didn't change it because I'm like let's listen to some Alanis Morissette it was that uh, you already won me over in Inside. spite of me but don't be alarmed if I fall head, head over feet. feet and don't be surprised if I love you for all that you are I couldn't help it it's all your yeah, sometimes we'll listen to the 90s station on Pandora. At least we'll put it on. Yeah. You still listen to Pandora? Yeah, I guess. Is that old school too old? It is old school. <laughs> That's okay. I'm kind of old school too enough that I'm like, uh, YouTube's got a song on I like. <laughs> no, YouTube's still a thing. People will listen to music on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Spotify is more of like the... the that, that's what the kids do. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify or... Um, yeah, YouTube or Spotify. Those are going to be the main things for music. The problem with YouTube is they have all the commercials. I mean, Pandora has commercials too. Yeah. But like when I put on a song and then I don't always put on pay- playlists. So it's like, oh, you know what? It's the morning and I'm going to make breakfast. So I'm going to put Katrina and the Waves on, Walking on Sunshine. And it's like, and then it turns on to something else. But first I have to hear, you know, an ad for, you know, my hair falling out. <laughs> and then the thing is, you're like, oh, I'll let it run. And then you find out that that's a 45 minute ad. That they oh, put no. on. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, where you have the option to skip, but then it's going to be like but basically an infomercial if you don't skip it. Yeah, if you don't, if yeah. you don't realize it. <laughs> I had that with Robert because <clears throat> for a while I was playing him um, Star Wars lullabies. I don't know if you've seen this. It's called Baby Wars. That's funny. So they play all the Star Wars songs, but like in lullaby. Is music. this YouTube or? or I found it in music oh, or wow. in in YouTube. In YouTube, yeah. Yeah. So. Because I heard there was all these things that's like, hey, you want to hear these country songs as lullabies? Or you want to hear these rock songs as lullabies? And then Lisa's like, there's some Star Wars ones. So I found out it was Baby Wars. And then I guess, I don't know if the mic picked that up. No <laughs> so the the Baby Wars and Baby Wars 2. And I found the hour-long compilation of both of them put together. So nice. you can listen to the Star Wars theme and then the Imperial March and then Yoda's theme and the Force theme. And so they're really cute. Yeah. So our good friend Terry Love, Shout out to strong, Terry. the strongest supporter of the show, <laughs> has suggestions for us. Oh, sweet! What Holy moly! I don't know. Should I read all these here? Read one of them. Let's do like let's 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 see how long we can go on each one of these topics. Well, no, no. What we could hold it. Wait. <laughs> oh, here we go. Apparently, it says sea life. Sea life. Yes. Okay. Catholic life in Las Vegas. Addiction, fatherhood, fatherhood fashion, the importance... She asked us to talk about fatherhood fashion. (laughs) Importance of, quote, place, UFOs, urban legends, pet med slash insurance, seeking a career and riches at the expense of family life, liturgical bloopers, race, 
pro-life Democrats uh, highlight and discuss the top five YouTube videos on a given week. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is a good one. Catholic Life in 1850. Mm. I like a couple of those in there. Oh, we'll save these. Yeah, those are good. Oh, and then Henry hit the button, so I almost, uh, what's it called, uh, texted her back, football emoji, face emoji. <laughs> Bearded man, that's me. That's so I'll let you see if you want to look through those. That's good. I'm going to look through these. All two. right, sea life. Wait. Sea life. Is that like marine biology sea life, or is that like life on sea, mariner sea life? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Yar. I know nothing about Yar, sea. Yar, treasure. Or sea life. You know who does know a lot about sea life? Uh, mm. Kate Guanlao. Yeah. She she loves freaking sea life. That's her thing. Like she likes sharks and like her favorite um, discovery thing is Shark Week. Like that's coming up is. soon. And uh, but man, she like loves everything about fish and oceans and mm. things like that. Now she lives by one. She lives over in Boston. So. Mm. And she lives on a boat. She does. She should live on a boat. She would like that. Although it'd be like, hard do you know the difference between at port and no, starboard sport, and starboard. And no. Mast. Ma- mast. <laughs> I know nothing. No, no. I don't know sea terminology. Oh. Which was really funny because there was a youth group game. Um, what was it called? I can't remember what it was called, but the, part of the way you played it, you had to call out the different nautical terms and stuff like that. It's more for like a middle school game or whatever, but... And then you would, that would make people do things or move to certain sides of the room and things like that. And I remember whenever I learned to play it for, you know, funsies or whatever, I had to learn those nautical terms for that particular game. But then I was like, I don't need these terms anymore. <laughs> so. Everybody to the bow. Yeah. Starboard, starboard. Yeah. Rightful rudder. Pet medical insurance. Interesting. You know what? Um, see, I think that's not the best one for us. Cause we don't have pets. I don't. Yeah, we don't have pets. And uh, and what's it called? My. Uh, yeah, I know. And the only t- so bad. Like the only time I really went to the vet was after my cat got so sick to die. Yeah. But then she was like a million years old, so I knew it was time. Yeah. But but what's it called? The lady I work with, Lori. She she has the pet medical insurance, but then she has three dogs that she treats better than her son. So. But. So I said, so you have four children, right? She's like, yep. <clears throat> but. She had this whole thing where her dog got a stick in the eye. A stick? Yeah. Like how did like a like a like a big stick or like a splinter? No, like like a stick, like smaller than your pinky, but like but a it's still a stick. Like a stick. Yeah. Apparently, the dog went into the bushes. Like, but like she does all the time, and came out with this stick in her eye. What? And I well, luckily it was only in like. The whites of your eyes and stuff, so it's not hitting all the the, 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 the important stuff. Yeah, the optical nerve and yeah. <clears throat> so, but she's like, was she blind after this or no? What? No, no she's I, okay, but know. she still has to take like. I mean, she had to heal up and she had to like take. She has to get drops and stuff. But like Lori had to get her to the vet and pronto, like the emergency room veterinary place or whatever. But the thing is, she just broke. She, Lori just broke her uh, shoulder blade. So she, like, can't move her arm, really. So she has to, like, call her neighbor to help her. And it's this whole ordeal. Right. It was pretty uh, crazy pants. So she had a bad weekend there. So then she has a picture of the stick. And she's like, see, I took a picture because nobody would believe that this happened. <laughs> we didn't. We, 
So this is the longest period of time in my life where we haven't had a dog. Uh, we grew up having basset hounds in Utah. And at that time, we never did the pet insurance thing. It was not, I mean, like we were, we bred them and we had lots of puppies and sold them and things like that. But um, if there was a vet visit or something like that, we just kind of paid it or, or something, I guess my parents put on a credit card if they had to or something like that. But I don't think we ever did uh, medical insurance. And then whenever I had, uh, um, Raleigh was the, one of the ones from the litter that we kept. And I kind of, I kind of took him, and and uh, he stayed with me. And I never did pet insurance for him. But I think whenever GV and I got married, and we got two dogs, a basset hound and a bulldog, I think we actually did pet insurance for a minute because um, I never had a bulldog before, and I heard that they had medical things. So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> but I don't know. I just I don't know anymore. So. I understand it, and it's good because if you really love your dogs and stuff, and the problem is some people are like, how much is that? Sorry, Rover. Right. See ya. But <laughs> Just to get his teeth cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got to put you down. Put you no, down. sir, you don't really have – this is optional. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. Sorry. I'll miss you. <laughs> Can't pay for those teeth. I actually had my dog's teeth pulled, most of, the, most of them. As he got older, because he was 15, and, and like a lot of the teeth or whatever, he's like, we can't, you know, because they put them down whenever they clean their teeth like that. So they put them to, they put they them to put sleep. Him, no, they don't put it, What do they do? Anesthesia? Put them under? <laughs> they put them under. That's right. That's Because yeah, putting down or putting to sleep yeah, is that's, too that's right. Yeah, whatever you're talking in <laughs> dogs' languages, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about dogs. Yeah, but so they said that that, that would be actually more dangerous for him. Um, but then I think they had to put him down or put him to sleep in order to pull the teeth anyway, so I don't really know. Maybe they said to continue To continue to do it. Do it. Maybe it's like, we'll do it us. once. Right, but we're not going to do this again type deal. Maybe. That's all I can guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think pet, pet insurance is our is our topic. Um, Catholic life in Las Vegas, that's interesting stuff. That could be and, a whole episode. Right, and then talking, <laughs> talking about that and um, Ooh, that uh, urban legends and stuff like that. That could be one of our topics. We could use these topics at the conference. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Thanks, Terry Love. Good job, Terry. Good job. Way to give us some number topics. Number one fan. What are we going to talk about today? All right, maybe we'll pick one of those. Pick one of those? Which one did you like? All of them. I still want to talk about riding as living on a boat. <laughs> I know. On <laughs> a boat. I don't know. There's something about a boat that I think is like awesome and like cool or what would you say like not like poetry but like it's like ah oh. romantic yes very romantic about living on a boat yeah but the problem is if i was on a boat i'd be like oh well, it's too much seawater where's the air oh, conditioning I'm, too hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick yeah yeah i can see that yeah lisa and i watched uh well she started and now i got hooked because that's how drugs work but we watched the Below Deck show on Bravo. I don't know what that and is. It's how a it's you know reality show on the the crew on a super luxury yachts. So you got like your four deckhands that like clean clean and do all the stuff out on the dock and get the pillows ready and then they open up and pull out all the water skis and big slides and stuff because it's on super yacht. They'll find some place awesome to anchor and they use those. And then there's like the three stews this 
stewardesses and stuff. So you got the the chief that makes sure sure everything gets done, and there's like they set up for meals and serve, and then there's like bartenders and waitresses. Well, they're the three girls are the bartenders and waitresses and do the laundry and all this other stuff, all the interior stuff. Then there's the chef who has to prepare all the fine dining for these people who are spending like two hundred thousand dollars for three days on this yacht. Wow. But it's three days on a yacht in like the Caribbean or Fiji or the Mediterranean somewhere and it's just like, Oh, it's so beautiful and, and then there's the captain yelling at everybody and stuff too or whatever. So Yeah. But it's very drama and then people always hook up and Yeah. And there's all that stuff and then there's always extra drama and then the the people that are the the, the charter guests are over the top crazy pants because 'cause they've got money and stuff, stuff. Of course. But, you know, then I get sucked into it. I'm like, oh, no, she did it. It's the love boat. <laughs> oh, the love boat's great. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Talk about love boat. Um, I listen to Adam Carolla's podcast, <laughs> and every so often he'll be like, I was watching Love Boat yesterday. <laughs> and he, like, watches some of these old shows, like, on Cozy or Me TV or something like that. He's like, I was watching, and he's just pointing out on how TV was in the 70s. And he's like, it's just funny, like, you know, if a hot chick comes on board, the doctor, the purser, these guys are all slowly trying to bang her. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, it's obvious that's what they're doing. So it's like, okay, this is, you think about it today, it's like, this is a public relations nightmare. And like, <laughs> HR would be all over these guys. And yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this is what worked in 70s television. Sure did. Yep. You can't do that no more. Uh, my mother loves the love boat. Yeah. That and like Fantasy Island. We liked Gilligan's Island. Well, yeah, Gilligan's. Everybody liked Gilligan's Island, though. Gilligan's Island is fun. Yeah. And they always reran it. And then I was like, and then you find out that none of the people got royalties for that show. Oh, really? On yeah. the reruns and stuff yeah. like that? That's awful. And then I've realized that's why they reran it all the time. Yeah. Because if you don't have to do those things, it's like, what's it called? The It's a Wonderful Life. Mm hmm. There was Same a thing. There was a point where it ran out of copyright. I remember we talked about this. Oh, before. we did. Yeah. Okay, look back at the Christmas episode yep. and find out. So yeah, in the seventies and early eighties, it ran all the time on every channel because yep. they didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, that <clears throat> makes sense for for Gilligan's Island too. Because I remember I was probably in middle school, or maybe early high school, um, and I would get up and get ready for school, and I'd have Gilligan's Island on in the background because for whatever reason it would just be on at that time too. Is he going down? I hope so. Let's see. Can't. Oh, yeah, it's good. Let's see if we can put them away. Let's see what happens. Uh, if you want to do the play-by-play. -play. For those who are listening, um, Neil has got up because he has a sleeping baby in his arms, and he is slowly making his way to the pack-and-play to see if uh, we can successfully put Henry down for for the evening. Uh, for those of you guys who haven't caught on yet, the wives are not with us. They went off to a party and left us alone with all the children. And so we know where Henry is. We have no idea where the other four are, but we haven't heard any bad things happening right now. And it looks like Henry has rolled over onto his tummy. He's got his blanket. Eyes are still closed. Got the Star Wars pillow. Neil is walking away from the baby and we look like we might be home free for a few minutes here. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> oh, and I just heard a thud from upstairs. So that means the other four are still alive. So we're but doing no cries. No cries. Nope. We're, we're doing something right. So look at that. See, we don't even need wives. We don't need women. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think men are allowed to say that. Are men allowed to say, I know women are allowed to say, like, we don't need a man. Are men allowed to say, we don't need no woman? No, unless it's like <laughs> an old movie where they're, where they're like 12. They're like, we don't need girls. Oh, little rascals. 
Yeah, no so. girls allowed. Yeah, He Man Woman Haters Club. He Man Woman Haters Club. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's nothing wrong with two guys raising four, four or five kids. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Oh, see life. Mm. Right. Well, if you want to take it to church analogies, the the uh, there's there, a boat. There is a boat. <laughs> there's a reason why I wrote that skit with a boat in it because um, for those of you guys who. Uh, Oh, there you go. There's a and there's a boat in our whiskey bottle right now. Look at that. So I have this whiskey decanter. Thank you, Gerald. He got it for me for Christmas, I think. And um, we poured our uh, Trader Joe's whiskey in there. And there is a boat inside of the bottle because it's I don't know nautical thing. Yeah, it's theme. nautical because it's the Earth. Yeah, it's a globe with the boat in it, so yeah. it's very like Magellan esque. Yeah, if you want to know what we're talking about, just go on the go on the Instagram and look up Among Wolves Pod, um, and you'll be able to f- see a good picture of it. I'll, let me take another one here, and I'll put it on the on the gram. All right, and let's see if I can get the boat. There's the boat. I'm on inside. a boat. Yeah, I'm on a boat. No, um, but uh, that skit for the confirmation retreat surrounds being on the boat and this idea of the boat is the church because the early church fathers. Hi. Okay, you're good. My son has come down. And he's the one in charge upstairs. But he's getting juice for my daughter because he's very sweet. What a good brother. What a good brother. And what a demanding sister. I know. She's tough. She is. The thing that's... What I like about... Well, you have Robert, and he's he's different than Gemma, but still the same. Right. Because he goes, hey, we should get that. Yeah. Opposed to what Gemma says is... <laughs> Gemma always tells me, Papa, buy that for me. <laughs> buy that for me, okay? <laughs> that's her thing. Where Robert says it kind of more like, you know what we need? We need this place. Like if he's like, you know what we need? We need a new dishwasher because this one's broken. Or we need, we need, yeah, we need a, we need a vacation. Am I right, mom? Yeah, he's he's trying to make it your idea. (laughs) Devin's not even beating around the bush. No, she's she's just. You see that dress, Papa? The one that the girl's wearing? Buy that for me. (laughs) Not only do I want it, but I want you to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. How you guys doing up there, Joel? Good. Still watching Boss Baby? Oh, good. See, been uh, letting television watch our children since 1984. Oh boy, did I? <laughs> uh, by the way, What are they doing? As long as they're staying in the TV room, all right? Don't let them out of your sight. You're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Go find them. This is the scariest thing. Like, imagine your babysitter says, oh, yeah, by the way, the kids said they wanted to go do some stuff. So I just kind of let them do it and told them I'll be here watching TV. <laughs> this is why eight-year-olds shouldn't watch other kids. I did that. I kind of did that when I was in high school, and I'd watch the neighbor kids. Yeah. And then my sister came, too. And so they were... Like my sister's only like three years, three and a half years younger than me, and then these other kids were like, you know, like ten years younger than us. So I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. And she was out, well, maybe a little less than that. But so she's out there playing, playing with them, and I'm like, well, she's got it under control. I got this, and I'm watching TV. And then the mom came home like earlier than I thought, and she's like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, hi. Then she went upstairs, and they were all bouncing around the room, and I'm like, wow, Sarah, you really let me down here. <laughs> and I'm like, I should have probably, I mean. Technically, I should have been like, hey, cut that out. But, yeah. I don't remember if that was my last time babysitting. <laughs> but it should have been if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to nautical life. Uh, 
in boats. Boats, yeah. You know, Peter yeah. had a boat. He did have a boat. Nets. Yeah, that's why we. That's the fishing. That's the skit of the confirmation retreat. You know, you're on a boat. The the kid gets on a boat. These people don't know the skit. They though. don't know the skit. You gotta help them out. Do I? Or do you, should we? Well, it's not like you're gonna have them sign up for the confirmation retreat. No, but there might be other youth ministers listening. They're gonna steal my skit idea. That's okay. I can give it away for free. First of all, none of the youth ministers listen to our show. That's probably true. I don't know. Uh, doesn't Anthony listen now? Hey, Anthony, Anthony. Are you- <laughs> Are you listening to he only show? he only listens because I tell him, "Hey, I talked about you." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding." He's not that vain. Yeah, I probably would be. Uh, I would. <laughs> um, if I were more famous, I'd do those little Google search things where it alerts you when something big comes up with your name in it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I kind of assume that my never my name's never going to come up on a Google search. That's going to. Oh, I assume that too. But my point is, if I was like famous, I'd be like, or famous enough, yeah, that somebody would Google me. I'd be like, gotta put in that alert. If I wasn't afraid we'd get sued, I was this close to tagging Father Mike Schmitz in our last podcast. I was like, I was like, this. I know this. the The title of this podcast. For those of you guys who haven't listened to the last episode, it was actually a really good episode. I had a lot of fun with that one. I was one of our better ones. Yeah, it was. It was very good. It was on uh, utilitarianism and a bunch of other stuff. But it was. It was great. And we have Father Mike. Oh, and we talked the, about boats too. We, did we talk about? We did talk Ro- about boats <laughs> and rowing boats. We sure did. <laughs> that was the analogy, and that's. But. Uh, um, we had Father Mike Schmitz on the cover, and the name of the episode was "This is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to Among Wolves," because Neil had said that, well, said something close to that. He said, "I am Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to Among Wolves." But I was like, "I'm going to change that just a little bit, just in case we get in trouble." I can say, "Well, this is a picture of Father Mike Schmitz, and if you see this, you are listening to Among Wolves." <laughs> but then I was like, "Should I tag Father Mike Schmitz in this, or is that just going to cause trouble?" <laughs> Because I was like, maybe I won't tag him here. I know. It's like it would either blow up in our faces, and it's like, that's this is our final episode of a <laughs> Okay, Wolf. guys. Father Mike Schmitz is suing us. <laughs> and since we have zero. Yeah. He is just telling us we can no longer record our podcast. I told him we'd give him 50% of our profits. Sounds like a good plan to me. So he owes us money. So he owes us money because all this podcasting equipment that you see has cost lots of money. Do you want to bring that over? We'll talk about that yeah, one. Yeah. It's spatten. Oh, it's, it, it's spatten, yeah? Spotten. Optimator. Optimator? Is that so this is what we're That's calling what it? I call it? Optimator. It's a double buck. So now we also have beer. It is the Spotten Optimator. Spotten Optimator. <laughs> That's kind of malty. Well, you this read yet? the label. What does the label say? Uh, On the bottom. Oh. Malt liquor. Oh, there you go. That would be why. <laughs> Do you want to have more juice? No. Water. Water. Can't, she can't even have that. She's no. Done. She's going to pee. No, she's done. Jan, the question is solved. No more The question she is what? That, she drank the salt. She drank that thing like two minutes. He filled that entire thing up. Oh. I know, I think I give Robert still too much. Because, you know what? I'm talking about, it could have been six months. Maybe not solid, but 90%, if not 95% of the nights Robert didn't pee at all. 
Oh, really? And I'm like, this kid's ready. Give him the underwear. And then just the last like four months, it's like every day he's peeing in his pull up. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. He might have like one or two that he doesn't. But, and I think it's just like he just chugs it and stuff. And it's like, yeah, oh. That'll do it. But I don't know. I don't feel like he's drinking more than he was, but maybe he is. I don't know. All right. Let's talk about the Optimeter from Munich. Yes. It's a, a malt liquor. So it ex- it's extraordinarily malty. Actually, too malty for me. I don't know if it's just because I'm drinking it with the scotch or what. I'll try it. Nah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably because I'm mixing it with the scotch. It's I also really, like malt liquor really more than you do. Yeah, you probably do. Ooh. They've been brewing this since 1397, baby. 1397, that's a good year. Yeah. What's going on in 1397, Germany? 600 years before my high school graduation. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Germany in 1397. Is that Age of Enlightenment here? No. Well, that's going to be... Uh, it's even, no, that's 200 years early. It's too early for that, but it's going okay. to be in the... Um, what's going on at that time? Oh, no, 1397. That's not even 200. We get, that's that's after Coinus, which is gonna be France. And so who's who's in charge of Germany in thirteen ninety seven? Spot Munich. Seven point six percent. Albert the Great is in charge of Germany in thirteen ninety seven. Neat. Are we going back to boats? I don't know. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about the skit. Well, I don't know if I'm necessarily talking about the skit. Well, we could talk about it like because the reason why the skit is the way it is is because like You don't know it. Huh? You don't know what's going on? With what? The skit. No, not just because you don't know what's going on, but because the the boat is a is a common analogy uh, for the church. Uh, um, St. Peter uses it, uh, the boat analogy, um, referencing Noah's Ark, um, as how, like, the church is the Ark of Christ. This, this idea, as he, he throws back the idea of, like, you know, through baptism, uh, you are saved, likened to... Um, those who are saved through the boat of Noah's Ark. So it, it likens the church to an ark. In fact, you know, a lot of the terms, like, of a church, like, whenever you go, you know, whenever you walk into the church and you're in the hall area that people call the sanctuary, that's actually not called the sanctuary. It's called the nave. Oh. And so the sanctuary is where the, the steps are. and that, Oh, up to the altar? Up to the altar. That's the sanctuary. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it when you used to say, oh, into the sanctuary. Right, but that's... To me, that was like, go into the church. I know. And I know the church is the whole building, but these are classrooms. This isn't church. Yeah. And so, like, the the problem is, is, like, colloquially, a lot of times people will call the the nave the sanctuary, but that's that's the nave. And that's, you know, and then, like, the way um, uh, churches are, are built architecturally are supposed to kind of image this idea of an ark you know like noah's ark it's it's twice as long as it is wide right yeah the older churches for sure the older churches yeah it's, before they made them into crosses before they made them into crosses and then whenever they did the started doing the cruciform with the extra wings out going up there but the, the, that's just because to fit more people exactly that's yeah. like when the stadiums add that extra layer on the top but at the same time it does have that nice you know Cross mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, And now all of our churches in Vegas are amphitheaters. Which I'm not a big fan of. Um, but because um, the idea here is, like, if you think about Noah's Ark, it's it's God doing all this work, right? I mean, everybody thinks Noah's Ark and like, oh, Noah did all the work, right? But that's... Cut those boards. <laughs> exactly, right? But Vupa, vupa. 
But God commissions this guy, and this guy cooperates with him. And I think it's the book of Hebrews calls Noah the first preacher, a great preacher. Um, so the idea is that he's not just building this ark and saying, screw you guys, I'm getting on this boat and getting saved. But he was the idea was that he, at some point, uh, tradition is that he was preaching this and so saying, other people, you need to come, you know, you, you need to repent and get on this boat. And everybody else tells that he's a crazy person or something. Who knows? But anyway, um, the idea of the boat then is that he constructs this boat under God's design and God's direction. He gets on the boat and all these animals or whatever in the story. And it's great because the story actually says that God shut the door, right? And then God preserves them in the boat. But the boat in and of itself, you know, he had to have seven of the clean animals and, and two of every unclean animal. Um so that way he would have food and sacrifice and all these all these things. And so there was like, obviously there's going to be time on the boat. There's going to be suffering on the boat. There's going to be smell on the boat. There's going to be nasty. You know, the boat's not going to be a comfortable place, right? Um, and yet it is through the boat that he's going to make it to salvation. You know, God saved eight in all on this boat. Uh, and now baptism is that same thing. You know, in baptism, we are grafted onto Christ and we are we are entering into the boat that is the church. God shuts the door. That's that indelible mark that you get, right? Of your baptism. Now you can jump off the boat. <laughs> like Noah could have jumped off the boat at any time, right? This is the idea. But um to the extent that you stay to the boat, God's going to ensure that the boat takes you to heaven. The, to the extent that you aren't rejecting what God um what God is giving you, either um, explicitly or uh, pragmatically in how you behave, right? And so this is that, that great analogy that the, that the early church fathers, all the way, you know, you know, all the way back to Peter, kind of used this idea of the, the church as a boat. And then so I think, it, I can't remember who it was, but I like talked about like a lot of these other Protestant faiths. So like, well, okay, so if the Catholic church and, and our baptism enters us into the boat because the, the Catholics have this um, this phrase that there is no salvation outside of the church, right? I don't know if you've ever heard that. Have you ever heard that? No, I don't think so. Okay, so that's a um, it's in a document. I can't remember which one, but probably Trent. Who knows? I, uh, somebody on the thing will yell at me because it's a very famous thing. Do and, people actually yell at you? Uh, probably not, but <laughs> but somebody who's I'm listening for will it. be listening. <laughs> will be yelling. Somebody at me call us out on the, on the or show, or they'll yell at us 20 years from now and be like, "Hey, you know when you said that thing about these people?" Yeah, it was it was actually this. Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm fine with all that. Correct me, please. That's how I learn. Um, but the the it's the church teaches that there is no salvation outside of the church, and they're like, "Well, okay, so what are you saying that all these Protestant faiths and all this stuff are damned?" Uh, and that's not the position of the church either. And so, because they they in all likelihood have a valid baptism, right? Mm -hmm. And so, the idea is that uh, okay, so some people chose to get off the boat. And the analogy that I heard um, many years ago, probably in my college days, was this idea of like uh, they jumped, they got off on life rafts that the the boat is bringing, you know. Is that they're still tied to the main boat? Oh, <laughs> the main they're like the tender. What? Oh, sorry, more nautical themes. They're <laughs> still tied on to the boat, and the boat's still going, right. and they're getting pulled with it. They're getting pulled with it, but they're dragging us down like those people throwing anchors overboard in our last boat. And those people, with the, <laughs> those guys with the anchors. Mm -hmm. And so the then the the way that it works then is that those who are saved, who are outside of the confines of the Catholic Church. 
are saved because of their baptism and connection with the Catholic Church, the one who God has given the authority to baptize. And so, I don't know, that's, that's as much as I could probably do on a bold analogy with the church. I'm sure there, are, there. I'm sure there are other stuff that I'm missing. Something about confession and scraping the barnacles off the bottom of the boat. Oh, that's good too. I like that. Boom. <laughs> you ready for? It? I'll come up with something else. Wait up. Oh, and what we were doing the boat, the boat thing from that um, that hypothetical, not the hypothetical, but that um, the analogy, the analogy of the boat, uh, the that, the boat. Yeah, the, yeah. The one with uh, replacing the boat and what's the essence? Oh of the yeah. Boat? Um, what's his name's boat? The the Greek boat. The um the boat that if you replace all the parts, whose boat is it? Is uh, where is the boat? Is it still the original boat? Yeah. And we use that with the Eucharist. Yeah, we did. We did use that with the Eucharist. That was a while back. Yeah. yeah. Not too long. Was Not it? too long. No. Because no, I think we use that with WandaVision. Yeah. But we have talked about the Eucharist with fifty other things. We sure have because we're, we're a Catholic, Catholic podcast. Yeah. And if you don't talk about the Eucharist, then we lose our Catholic stamp, and I got to change this to a secular podcast. I know. <laughs> and which I provide with more Firestorm talk. <laughs> which, by the way, if people are listening and you guys don't stay, stick around for the end after the uh, the outros and all that stuff, sometimes I sneak little hidden hidden gems in there. So, so those who like the the the. Um, post-credit scenes of Marvel movies and you want a little extra Among Wolves with your Among Wolves episode. I, I sneak little little tidbits sometimes at the end of these uh, at the end of these episodes are fun. I love those too. Who's it? There's another podcast I listen to that's called Fire and Water, mm-hmm. which actually talks about Aquaman and Firestorm, but which was branched out into many other things. But at the end of the original episodes and stuff, they used to throw a little stinger at the end or something like that and it's fun because sometimes I'm like editing this. I'm like, because the way the song ends is like the, the 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 theme song that we have is so good. It's it's called something good, but at the very end of it, I'm like, this ends so good that I can just add just another little piece in there to make it funny or to just uh, throw a little uh, nod to something else that we had said or something else that we had done in the episode, and so it just works sometimes, and I like it. Yeah, they're kind of fun. It makes me happy. It oh. makes me happy. Oh. This scotch makes me happy. It's not bad, huh? It is pretty good. For how much? Twenty bucks? Nineteen. Nineteen bucks. Eighteen ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine. Yeah. This is a easily a forty dollar scotch. Whoa, I wanna have said that, but but you know about paying for scotch more than I do. I do pay for scotch. Yeah, you do. Because you know what I bought the other day? Mm. Samuel Grant. <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a twelve year McKellen sitting over there, and we're drinking um, eight year Spreeside from Trader Joe's right hey, here. Hey, but this, it's eight it's years good. still. It's eight <laughs> years still. No, but that's the thing. There was a, some, and there's <sighs> no way that this is eight years. Look how look how like this is. They color. Don't think this. it's dark enough. They they, car- they caramelize this. No, it's I think it's too dark. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I don't think they can call it eight without it being eight. Right, right. No, I'm sure it's eight years, but this is the color of this. This looks closer to like a 12 year or 10 year. Or this is. It could be too, but here's the thing with Trader Joe's, which I think is great, is they'll they'll do something and they'll be like, hey, McAllen, or hey, you know, um, Glenn Levitt. Glenn Levitt, mm-hmm. you're getting rid of all this stuff because it's old or something. We'll buy your 50 cases. Yeah. For half price because you need to get fifty cases, like fifty barrels, barrels. for half price because 
you need to get rid of it for next year's batch or whatever, and uh, we'll slap our label on it, sell it for half what you sell it for, and nobody will know the difference. Because I remember, God, it was mid-2000s. They had the Trader Joe's ones, and they had about three or four different um, scotches. And there was one, God, it's going to kill me. I don't remember what it was called, but my mother loved it. They were so good. And we bought it. It was like $20 scotch or something. That was probably, like you said, like a $40 scotch. And it was just like, I can't remember what it was called. Dang, that's going to bug me. Because they had the Spree side, they had the Highland and the Lowland, and then there was something else. And I was, and it had a red little writing in it. And it was like, Mom was like, this is good. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to buy like four bottles of this. Yeah. And I remember my dad and I, we, I think we were going to Florida or something. This is maybe, this was probably, before, yeah. Because I think you weren't allowed to bring liquids on planes after like 2004. Five or seven. It was 2001. You can bring. No, no, no. The liquids was later, I think. Really? Yeah. I I have to look this up because I thought that too, but I remember doing it because I think there was a point where, you know, everything went crazy after 2001. So really, really 2002 because it was September September, and nobody flew for like a month. Well, more than a month. Although we flew in November of 2001 uh, in like to NCYC. That was Indy, right? Yeah. Where I'm in GV. Right. Uh, but man, that was wild. But I know there was at least a week or so where there were zero planes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just canceled everything. And I remember sitting on the edge of town with my girlfriend at the time, and I'm just like, look at the sky. There's not one plane in the sky. You'll never see that like again. And then, of course, like COVID, you kind of saw it. Because, yeah. like, I remember drive. I, 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 I work where I drive down Sunset, which is where the runways kind of are. Like that was like a pickup line with this girl. Hey, Look at the sky, baby. Look at the sky, baby. You're never going to see it like this again. So let's do it. <laughs> Abstinence chose Neil. <laughs> yeah, because that line didn't work. <clears throat> but off of Sunset, there was this, there still is. A little area where you could park. Yeah, I know. That's a great area. And watch the watch the planes, watch the planes come land, in. Mm-hmm. which is great. But at night, it's sketch. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need to watch the planes land. <laughs> sometimes you park there. And... Yeah. So it's a good place to take your kids, but not at night. At night, it's time <laughs> to take your girlfriend. <laughs> it's a different thing at night. But... I don't know if it's a sketch. I know it's a little bit steamy with all the windows. Yeah. <laughs> Back seats, windows up. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I had a friend that did that. Lisa, are you listening to this? Oh, Lisa's terrible. She just always is like, "Oh yeah, with your girlfriends, all your harem." <laughs> well, that's so funny. She's so mean to me, like, because I had more than one girlfriend. So, but as far as she's concerned, she's the first girl I ever seen. So, there you go. It was my mom and her, and that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, where were we going with this story? What story are we doing? Planes, uh, Florida planes, liquids. Oh, that plane, yes, yeah. So there was a point, and I swear it had to be like 04. 04 is when we flew to Florida. And I think my dad, we were able to bring a bottle of scotch. And my dad, this is when I should have known he was an alcoholic or something. But he'd sit there, he's like. <laughs> he pulled it up on the plane. He pulled it up, he's like, hey, let's. And I think it was a red eye or something like that. He's like, hey, let's, 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 yeah, here, support some more. And I'm like, ah. And then he's like, and then it's like, wow, it's like hanging out with a teenager all of a sudden. 
That's fantastic. So I'm like 25 or something, and he's just like, ah, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, man, we're going to get in trouble. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. And I think we were watching like Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. And this is when, do you remember when they had portable DVD players that yeah. were like a maybe laptop? Yep. Did you guys have one? Yeah. That's awesome. And you guys are watching Lord of the Rings. We were watching Lord of the Rings on the plane <laughs> or something, and there we go. But there, there was a t- what my dad used to do is he would take that portable laptop or DVD player, take it outside. Oh, yeah, for you kids at home, there are these things called DVDs. They were like CDs. Okay, wait, sorry. You don't yeah. know what CD yeah, is you don't either. Know what CDs are. Yeah. <laughs> these round discs. <laughs> No, but these they they used to have the portable DVD players that were like miniature laptops yeah. that had a digital video disc. Yeah, that would read the DVD and then have a little screen on the top. Yeah. So he had that, and what he would do is he'd take that outside and he'd put in a movie, and he had these big old Bose headphones, beautiful. Mm. And even in the winter, he'd have like his j- jacket, and he wears like you know his Kangol hat and stuff, and he'd sit there and smoke cigars outside because you got to smoke outside, right? And he'd smoke outside and watch, and maybe have a beer or something, and then watch a movie nice. outside. And that's that was what he would do a lot. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he snuck scotch on a plate. Yeah, but I think at the time it was okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, because I'm sitting there saying, "How do we get a whole bottle of whiskey on a plane?" And I think that stuff is that it wasn't until somebody tried to. Mix liquids together. Like mix more. liquids together, then like okay, nothing more than three ounces, which yeah, was because yeah. I remember it was like 2006. It was like a Saturday Night Live skit when they were making joke where it's like, oh well, what if I had a bottle of three ounces and another bottle of three ounces and put them together? That's six ounces, and then and then it explodes. Or I was like, yeah, you're right. It's all weird. It's all theater. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, you know, because it's like, hey, look, I got this shampoo bottle. It says five ounces. But it's like half full. That means it's like two and a half, right? Nope. It says nope. five. But you can tell there's not five. Throw it away. Yeah. Go after yourself. But I don't know. But so I think that was the case. Because that was the other thing. We didn't take our shoes off until that one guy tried to light his shoe on fire to explode a plane or something. Remember? Oh, my goodness. No, I don't remember that. That's insane. Oh, yeah. It was something about like. The guy likes, I don't know if he had C4 in his shoe or something, but he did something in his shoe. That's insane. That. That's how he's going to blow a plane. Yeah, or something. or That's It was just all weird shoe stuff. Bombs. So it's just funny because like, I'm just old enough to remember when you didn't have to get checked in for everything. All right, where were we at? Oh. Uh, boats? Um, no, planes, something else. Automobiles, I think that's next. <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, I can talk about trains all day. No, but what was the thing? Was it the? Oh no, what I was trying to point out is, um, like I'm old enough. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they're older than me and stuff. But I mean, what I mean is, like, I remember, like, I remember in high school where it's like, hey, they opened up the D gates at the airport. Let's oh, go yeah. check it out. So me and my buddy go. We go through security. Oh, you can't do that no more. But you yeah. used to. Mm-hmm. So we just went through security, got on the, the tram, and checked out the D-gates. Because it's like, check this out. Look how new these are. Yeah. That's one of those things that reminds me of... Um, you remember that movie, Love Actually? Yes, I remember. So they redid the opening scene after 9-11. So, because... Um, 
they had huge the the movie came out um, I think 2001 2002 or something like that but it came out right around the time of of 9/11 and they redid that opening scene so Hugh Grant could talk about it but in that that's the last movie that I remember seeing where people are at the gates whenever people are um, arriving 2003 home. 2003 there you go when people are arriving home because of when that movie was actually filmed because the movie People was filmed, at the gates. Mm-hmm. they were already at the gates, and so the, and then they redid the whole thing because of nine uh, eleven um, in order to get that get that Hugh Grant talking about it in there because everybody wants to hear Hugh Grant talk about stuff. Oh, so they didn't do it at the gate, or they didn't? no, they did it at the gate, but they redid the voiceover. So, oh. so because at the at the very beginning you have all these people meeting of meeting their loved ones at the gates. Um, it's, it's the last time I ever see that in film. And Hugh Grant's on there. He's like, to my knowledge, in 9-11, nobody was calling their families and or wishing harm on other people. It's all people calling for love or whatever and stuff mm. like that. So. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. General opinion starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed. But I don't see that. Seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends. When the planes hit the Twin Towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. I thought that that was kind of a neat little thing to go along with the last time you'll ever see in film people meeting others at the gate. Yeah, because when I was a kid, I remember flying by myself. Well, like my sister and I would fly a few times. And what was lucky is we only flew to Vegas from L.A. and and stuff like that. So, you know, it wasn't very long. And and then you get there and Grandma was right there at the gate when you walked in. We yep. flew to Hawaii, my sister and I. And my aunt Lisa was there, and she had lays for us, you know, right when you walk off the plane. Nice. And all that kind of stuff. And, you know, um, I remember going with my buddy Dave, and we'd pick up our band teacher from the airport when we were seniors in high school or right out of high school. And we picked him up, and we went through security and met him right at the gate, you know, like when he used to do that. And it's just like, you know, because it was a couple years earlier, and, you know. And that's just what you could do. And then I remember as a little kid that they had uh, the ashtrays. Yep. Because you still, I remember when I was little, you could still smoke on it. Oh, wow. No, I don't remember any of that. Right. So I don't know when they stopped that. Maybe 89 or something. Well, I so, in 89. But I, don't, I don't remember that. Well, well I'll, I'll have to look that up while we're talking. You, We <laughs> asked, we answered. Yeah. Sorry. There's another, the Godfather Minute podcast does that. Oh, yeah. Where they have a question, and they'll be like, okay, we asked, we answered. And then what they'll do is they'll look it up, and then later they'll answer it. That's so funny. But so for years after that, they had ashtrays. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why do they have ashtrays if you can't smoke on a plane? And dad's like, well, you know, the seats are still the same seats. They're not going to replace every seat. And la dee dee So smoking on plane. I'm so tired of all this smoking on all these planes. All these MF and cigarettes. <laughs> on all these MF and planes. planes. <laughs> smoking on planes first began in the 70s. What? Uh, 
when do they stop? Which airline still? What happens if you smoke on a plane? Is smoking a lot on planes? When did people... Oh, here's the smoking ban. February 25th, 1990. The no smoking sign was permanently lit on U.S. domestic airline flights for the health of flight attendants and passengers. This eventually led to smoke-free air on all flights to and from the U.S. and smoke-free policies for airlines worldwide. So February 25th, 1990. So my 1989 was, was way too, off. That's not too far off. <laughs> no, it was crazy. Court, that, that, yeah. That's that's sarcasm. Yeah. Samsonite, we way off. Way off. We were flying from Germany um, around that time. and um, Oh, well, then you could because that's a European plane where right. you could still smoke. <laughs> but I don't remember any Where the that. plane smoked. You know what I remember from that flight? I remember vividly losing my Bumblebee toy. Oh, Bumblebee the Transformer? Transformer. Uh, Yeah, I remember it fell and it rolled to the back of the plane and it was gone forever. Oh, speaking of gone. Hello, sir. Where's Max? (laughs) You just noticing she's gone? Your mom's wondering why you're still awake and my kids are still awake, but. (laughs) That was the cutest thing. Where's mom? Shh. No, you should leave him alone. That's a dangerous thing to try and do there. How you doing, bud? You having fun? No more chocolate no milk. You want some water? I guess that's a no. <laughs> okay, just push, just push the menu button until you back to the regular screen, and then I'll come and put, I'll, I'll come up and put you guys to bed. Because if Mama comes home when you're awake, I'm gonna be in trouble. Because it's nine thirty. Should we put them to bed? Should Robert like sleep on the? He. This is what Robert said. I'm gonna sleep on the top with Joel. <laughs> and they have it's a bunk bed, right? Yeah. Okay. So he's like, and I'm like, you know, that's Didi's room too. So you got to make sure he's he's okay with everything. He's like, Isaac sleeps on the bottom. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep on top. <laughs> like, so that's funny. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe you have to sleep downstairs or this. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna sleep on top with Joel. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Welcome to Canada. It's the Maple Leaf State. Oh, Can- Canada. Oh, it's great. It's still recording. It is no. now. Now it is. Oh, Canada. Our home and native land. Here, you can have my malt. Through patriot love. I'm going to drink this beer. Gulp, 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 I have a nice interview with Henry. Oh, no, not with Henry, with Robert. All right, outros. All right. Oh, at some point we need to get Shannon on here to talk about how her friend's house is haunted. What? Shannon, whose house is haunted? Kimber's. Come here. Shannon. Pretty sure you can still hear me. Oh, no, hello. you can't. You have oh. to be close. You want to have a sit? Hello. Oh, I'm having a sit. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. Neil, Neil gave her the microphone. Yes. Wait. Is Welcome your to topic... the podcast, Shannon. Hello. Is your topic even about haunted? No, houses? it's about boats. Cause and sea life. How are you going to incorporate a haunted house? I don't know. Let's Just, talk about it. It's been a cluster this whole episode. So let's go. This is oh, okay. Ever. <laughs> you already know. So Kimber, her house is haunted. I stayed the night there two weekend two weeks ago, and she watches scary movies there all the time. But she's Mormon, so they don't believe in this stuff, right? 
They don't believe in this stuff. So. They don't believe in haunted? Ghosts and stuff like that. Ghosts and all of that. They don't believe in it. It's very weird talking into a microphone. That's why we banter at first, to get everybody, you know, everybody's. (laughs) So, we went to sleep at 10. I woke up at 1, freaking out, just with a weird feeling. And I started hearing footsteps down the hallway. Her door is open because she sleeps above a garage, so it's hot in her room. So I look out to be like, okay, maybe it's her stepdad and her mom has sleep apnea, so she has a mask. And you hear it. So I was like, okay, it's not her mom. And their dog has a little bell on it, so it's not the dog. And the stepdad was nowhere to be seen. There was no person. (laughs) There was no person behind the footsteps. And it walks. It walks from his office past her room down the stairs onto the wood floor and comes back and it like just paces like that so i grab the rosary out of my purse you know like the good catholic person i am i start praying the rosary and it comes up to kimber's door and then walks in her room so i look up again there's no person there and kimber is a weirdo she sleeps on her back with her arms crossed like she's dead she doesn't move and out of nowhere, her arms shoot out, and she sits halfway up. And I'm just looking at her. I'm like, what is happening? And then she gets thrown at me. Like, her arms come across like she's thrown at me. So I'm hitting her. I'm like, Kimber, Kimber, wake up. She's not waking up. I'm freaking out. <laughs> the footsteps walk out, and they keep pacing outside. I'm still praying. So are you only hearing the footsteps? Yes. And you don't feel? Do you feel a presence? I feel weird. Yeah, I feel, but like, do you, you know feel that like gut? something like? Well, nothing or touched me. Is it me. like when you think something's in the room, but nothing's? Oh, you don't in see the anything, room? but you feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I felt a felt presence there, but nothing touched me. It attacked Kimber, not me. It just threw Kimber at me. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So I was asking David, what should I do? Because she's Mormon, so right. she doesn't believe in things. So do I you bless the house? Don't sleep there. <laughs> That's what we told her to. She's not right. allowed to I'm spend not allowed to spend the night anymore. Kimber's house right now. But how do you bless a house if they're Mormon and they don't believe in house blessings? Like, right, is it for my own self? You drive by and you throw water at it, <laughs> holy water at it. Or when you sleep there, you throw holy water when she's in the bathroom. That's what GV said that the the nurses do to to patients who are being mean. They throw holy water at the doors. Salt. Oh, no, the salt. salt. Oh, no, that's the salt. other that's one. That's even better. Take the salt and cover, your, uh, make a circle around your bed. <laughs> or if you want, put a little line on the door frame. GV wants to throw holy water on her the next time she sees her. You could do that too. <laughs> First of all, just because she's Mormon, I'd probably throw holy water on her. <laughs> I hope it picked that up because that was funny. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to wear those to here? Uh, no, I don't have to. Oh, okay. I, I'm looking at the levels here. But I do you have do you have a solution here? No. See, uh, that, I gave you my solutions. A, don't, don't go there. there. <laughs> B, bring the holy water, hit the room. C, put the salt everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Or what D, else? don't sleep while you're there and make sure your car is always running. <laughs> What I'll tell her is it doesn't it doesn't sound like a demon be, just because there's there's no other other than the weird creepiness factor of it there's no like 
there's no like bad stuff that are happening or uh, uh, depth of sin that Kimber's experiencing or or depression or anything. Any, it doesn't have the markings of mm-hmm. a of an infestation or something like that. So what I said is maybe because uh, the house was built by them. So it's, right. and it's, they built the house themselves. Yeah, they're the only ones that lived there for twenty years. Well, wait, did they build it themselves? Like. With their hands, no, or no? They paid, they somebody paid someone, like, and they're the ones who paid this is to an fill Amish, the house. Amish country, right? Where is this? It's up in Seven Hills. That's a, the, that's all master plan community still. Yeah, and so since that's they, not like Amish country. That's not like if they built it up by like your parents' house or something, no. where there's that one house out on horse property or anything. Well, the other thing is is because you don't know. Shannon who's, has stayed the night there several times, and this is only a recent thing. And she mm-hmm. and Kimber said like three weeks ago she had the same experience. Someone. She oh, felt something happened. Walk into her room. Then right. maybe her house wasn't haunted. But I was saying, like, did they go somewhere or bring back an item from something right. or pick up something for the neck? This store is like or, when or... this is like when you uh, when you do like, oh, let's go to the graveyard and have fun and mm-hmm. pretend to the spirits, and then we bring back. it. Back. You bring somebody back with you. Yeah, this that's the this is the idea here. That's this... the end of the haunted mansion, yeah. and the ghost will follow you home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Next Kimber's time, into, like all that horror movie things, and like I wouldn't be surprised if she did like an Ouija board there, and I just don't know about. Oh, if it. she did that, this would definitely there would definitely be it some demonic sense, right? activity. Okay, real quick, did you say Ouija or did you say Ouija? Ouija. Yeah, that's funny. That is, <laughs> is funny. It no, it's not a Ouija. Do you? Okay, real that's quick. What do yeah, you call people from Italy? Italian. Okay, I was just making Italian. sure she didn't say Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to. Is it a possum or an opossum? No, it's a possum. Is it Arkansas or Arkansas? Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> well, you just say that because you're from Louisiana and they're your rival. Yeah. Golden boot, baby. Yeah. But it's actually it's a mark of intelligence whenever, like, you uh, uh, have trouble pronouncing words correctly because it shows that you've read the word more than you've said the word. Uh, that that happens quite a lot, like especially with. Like, I remember the first time I heard the word eschatology um, mm-hmm. said out loud because that is not how it looks whenever you read it. And um, So you're supposed to be more intelligent because you read more? That's the idea, is like, if, if you've been reading that's a lot. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call the state south of Washington? Oregon? Oregon. Okay, good. Not- or I. Oregon? Or what, or, what else? How what else do you say it? it? Oh, now I can't even think of it backwards. <laughs> Oregon? Or, Oregon. Oregon. Oregon and Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Illinois. And how do you say the state we live in? Nevada. 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 <laughs> I hate and it's working. not New Orleans, by the way. It's, it's New Orleans. It's New Orleans. Yeah. Not New Orleans. New Orleans. I wasn't born in a casino. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. the Orleans. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's uh, next time on Among Wolves. That's what's, all right. Thank you, fine. Shannon, for being our guest contributor about haunted houses and our bo- story about boats <laughs> and, our, and about boats and planes. We didn't talk about automobiles and trains, but we should have. Oh man! First of all, I love trains. <laughs> Do you really? I I love trains. I took I I love the subway system. Uh huh. I've used it in New York. I think it is awesome. I've taken the light rail in LA a little bit. Oh, I love light great. rail. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, my cousin, my aunt Lisa, and I we went to a Dodger game, in which we caught the gold line, 
which drives through the San Gabriel Valley, takes you down to Union Station in downtown LA, where you're able to take a bus, which is a shuttle bus, and drives you up to to Dodger Stadium. Nice. It's really cool. And the bus is free, and you just pay for whatever the train fare is, and then you get there, and it's cheaper than parking. And, oh, my God, parking is terrible getting out of Dodger Stadium. Right. So it's like... The same thing that Colorado did whenever you go to, go up to Coors Field. Yeah. That's why you use the light rail. It's the exact same. Oh, and Coors Field probably is the station right there. Yep. Yeah, see, they built that later, too, because that was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. They built that state that um, that stadium there, so they built it off the light rail, or the light rail was built onto the stadium. Right. So where it's right there. Like, I think uh, San Diego had the same thing and things like that. But Dodger Stadium is not off the, the rail. And, of course, the, they didn't have light rail. Well, L.A., if you ever watch Roger Rabbit, which is now a really I old movie. But... Um, if you ever watch that when they had the red car, that red car went throughout all of Southern California. So you could go from like San San Santa Monica to like San Bernardino riding these trolleys, and that's like forty miles or something. Like you can just ride these trolleys everywhere. Yeah. And then in you know the fifties and sixties and stuff, they tore all that out because like people bought the trolleys like uh, Goodyear and Chevron or something. Well, that's that's the whole thing that they're complaining about in in. Uh, um Roger Rabbit too. Yeah, to build the freeway. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was the whole thing that the red car got bought up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're building a freeway to Pasadena. Who's going to take the freeway? Everybody. Take the red car for a nickel. <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, everybody's going to take the freeway. And the Pasadena freeway is like one of the oldest freeways. It's actually not even considered a freeway now because of the way the uh, exits are. Oh, also try the Pasadena freeway. It's awesome. California 110. Beautiful. Beautiful. We got a lot of, of California road. listeners, so yeah. I love that road. I, I, the only thing I regret is when I used to have a Ford Probe, which used to hug the cor- the curves real well. I never drove it, but I've driven on many other cars. It's a good road. It's a good road to drive. But um, so the point, what I'm saying is, um, you know, they bought all the the um, the the red car stuff and just dismantled it, so people would buy gas and tires or whatever, and all the the freeways and stuff so they got rid of that and then the 90s they started putting in uh freeway or uh, trains and they are still doing it today they're building more train stuff but of course what's funny is this infrastructure we built in the 40s right probably for nickels now we're spending billions, billions of, of dollars, dollars. Yeah. and yeah. even if you look That's at it point. in in inflation stuff like i look at things like stadiums and stuff or whatever and it's like they built the coliseum in 1932 for 28 dollars or something you know or <laughs> no but it's several thousands right. of dollars yeah, right. and you're like well how much money is that today and then you do the inflation calculator and it's like 17 million dollars and it's like well now stadiums are two billion dollars yeah so how the hell is 17 billion million dollars or something right. So it's like when you look at things through inflation, you're like, oh, my God, the housing market or or comic books or candy bars. I mean, gee whiz. It's just. Yeah. So. But. And my dad even remembers when he was a little kid, they go to the end of Huntington Drive going through the San Gabriel Valley in South Pasadena. And he said he remembered when he was real little, his mom took him there to see them pulling up the train tracks. Wow. So there's a part of. Wow. That's crazy. So in the middle of Huntington Drive, there's a giant planter kind of thing to divide the the east and west um lanes and um or travel lanes and that used to have train tracks there or something so yeah but we took that to get to the to the station and take the bus but like light rail is awesome and i love that and i even took the uh, amtrak 
yeah. from Burbank up to Ventura and stuff. It's cool. And see, we took trains in Europe, but not so much here. Like oh, and there, there it's a lot easier it, too. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. And it makes sense there. Out here, like you know, where we lived here, like we lived in uh, Utah, Nevada, Georgia. You know, there's not really a whole lot, lot of train options when you're looking at those places. No. <laughs> but but um, but other parts of America, Colorado, that it yeah. works out well too. It does, like, yeah. But like in New York, New York, like, the subway system and stuff like that. The, yeah. Well, the subway system through the city, but also like um, you're taking like Amtrak's or something. Like uh, Lisa's friends from Albany drove took the Amtrak down to New York City, and like uh, what's it called? Apparent, you know, like uh, they've taken it from Rochester or Syracuse, and you can take the train to the city. Even what's it called? Um, Lisa's dad was talking about someone from his office, and he's like, "Take the train," because they used to drive, you know, four or five hours, depending or whatever, to the city, and then what do you do with your car and blah blah right. blah blah. And and especially there, like out here on the West Coast, it's like, well, you take your car because you need your car to drive all around. You know, you go to Hollywood. Oh, I need my car to drive right. around. But New York, you don't need a car don't need in it. the city. Yeah. So you know, it's like, if you you take, don't. yeah, if you take the train, you can take it all the way to. Um, um, Port Authority or mm-hmm. anywhere or, or um, whatever underneath um, Madison Square Garden. There's mm-hmm. a station there, and I can't remember what it's called. But so you go to that station and or Grand Central Station in you know by the Chrysler Building and stuff, and then you can just catch buses, cabs, anything uh, else. Yep. Yeah, subways. See where you're going. Yeah, that public transportation is is fantastic over on the east, especially in New York yeah. area. But out here, it's not it's not a thing. So everybody has that their sucks. cars. Yeah. Yeah, I liked riding the train in Europe. I thought that was that was always a cool experience. Um, so we did trains, planes, boats, automobiles, automobiles. We like to drive. We do like to drive in cars. In cars, that's how you drive. Boy, that that was. Um... Yeah, I used to be really into cars. I oh, liked really? Cars a lot. Mm-hmm. That was the, around the the Fast and the Furious times, and then before that was um, my my older sister used to date people that drove fast cars. And so, like, you get into the Asian racing scene and stuff like that. Oh, with the big spoilers? Mm-hmm. Out here in Vegas. Yeah, I always remember guys who had big spoilers. Yep. What's up, Robert? What do you want to talk about? Hey, come here. What? I'll be right there. Give me all one right. minute. Let's take us out, Neil. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to our show. Sorry it's been all around the place. It sure has. Um, <laughs> I'll be lucky if I have 40 minutes of content here. If, we, if this episode is <laughs> only 30 minutes, that's my fault. <laughs> Or Roberts. Apparently, what? I was wrong. We do need our wives. <laughs> yeah, our wives are now home, <laughs> looking at us, judging us, saying, you better hurry up and wrap this up so yeah. we can go to bed. Apparently, and we cannot both ro- take care of children and make a podcast. Well, not without good subject matter, and we didn't get political, so that's good. And Yeah, we did it. We, we. You, what do you want to show me? Oh, see, he wants me to follow him. So that's time to wrap up. So hit us up on the Instagrams. You can see our pictures of David's decanter um, provided by good old Gerald Lee. Um, the Trader Joe's single malt eight-year-old spree-side scotch. Um, what else do we have? Um, Facebook, if anybody's old enough. Thank you for uh, Terry Love for giving us uh, a topic of boats. Topic of boats. That's okay. I, don't worry. The back wheels don't, but there's a little wheel in the middle. Sorry if you want to enjoy my telling my son what how toys work. Um, what else do we want to say? Thanks for spotting for making beer for since 1397. Yeah, and, although I did not care for the, <laughs> that was very malty. Oh, sorry. I really like this stuff. <laughs> I remember when 
when I was like 22 drinking these things, and it's like, well, I drank three of these, and I feel fucked. No! Oh. And there's the gratuitous curse word I got to edit out. No. <laughs> uh, now we got to think of Simpsons lines to put in. Exactly, yeah. All, All right. right. Well, um, hit us up. Talk to us. Um, we'll come up with something better. We have vacations coming up. Yeah, we do. We might have a couple of weeks off, guys. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, where are you going? We are going to Disneyland and then Sedona. You're allowed to go to Disneyland, even though you're uh, from a foreign state. They opened it up on June 15th. Yeah. June 15th, because that was California Independence Day, people. If you did not know, that is the day that they lifted all their COVID restrictions, because Gavin Newsom is afraid of recalls. All right, well, <laughs> uh, we are going to North Carolina, to the beach, and we will talk more about that later. Yeah, so you right. won't, you'll miss some stuff from us, but check out some of our reruns and enjoy yourself. What was it? In, in July. July. In July. All right. So we'll probably see you boys back in August. All right. Hopefully we have a funny little teaser to put in the beginning. Bye. Bye. God bless everybody. Leave it be. Get your lazy behind out here and put that trunk up in the back. Oh, no, no, the word, we've got it. It's very heavy. She don't mind. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Isn't that something? <laughs>